Welcome to the Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. My name is Dr. Adriana Popescu. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and leader in the field of mental health, energy psychology, addiction, trauma, and empowerment. In this podcast, we will be exploring mental health from a variety of perspectives, from the spiritual to the shamanic and beyond. What if mental illness isn't everything we think it is? What if everything we see as a pathology is actually a possibility? What else is possible with mental health? Hi everyone, Dr. Adriana Popescu here with you today with another episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. I'm super excited today to have with me my good friend and colleague, Dr. Christina Meekham. She is a chiropractor who's been practicing in San Francisco for over 20 years. She has studied extensively through chiropractic and got her uh, degree from Palmer College of Chiropractic. She specializes in the NUCA technique, which we're going to talk about. Um, She's been faculty at Life Chiropractic College West, training students in NUCA chiropractic for many years. Um, She's certified, she is certified in spinal trauma and whiplash, applied kinesiology, activator methods, neuroemotional technique nasal specific technique, uh, and an access consciousness certified facilitator. Welcome, Christina. So happy to have you with us today. So glad to be here. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I can't wait to see what we're going to create. Yes, yes, yes. I really want to explore this topic because actually, um, you know, I've talked about a lot of different modalities on the show, and we're always looking at things through this more holistic lens, but chiropractors so beautifully Um, brings all those different aspects of our bodies and beings together um, in this really like profoundly healing way. I myself as somebody who's actually been receiving chiropractic care continuously for the last 25 years or more. um, And it has totally changed my body, my spine. I had so many issues with my body from the time I was a little kid with my spine. I couldn't even do a backbend as a kid. Um, and how much has really changed as a result of chiropractic. So I'm excited to explore more about how it works and how it can actually benefit people when they have been diagnosed with or dealing with things like depression, anxiety, or the effects of trauma on bodies. So I'm hoping to look at all of that with you today. Um, But I always like to start with asking my guests to tell us a little bit about your story. How did you come to do this work? What drew you to it? Well, I always knew I wanted to make a difference in the world, Um, but I had a car accident. Like so many people, I started out with a car accident and I had never really had pain and I started having pain every day. And I was like, this is horrible. How do people live like this? And I was a server at the time at a fancy restaurant in Philadelphia. And I just was like, I don't know. Somebody said to me, hey, try my chiropractor, Basil. And I went and it changed my life somewhat, but it was actually a different kind of chiropractor that changed my life enough so that I wanted to go to chiropractic college. Mm-hmm. And then there I got hurt and then I found NUCA, but I went to chiropractic college to study applied kinesiology and the neuroemotional technique. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm in love with the fact that you can change somebody's, how they feel about something or their body and how it functions. Like I'm in love with the fact that you can naturally heal something without drugs or surgeries. So yeah. it's like a miracle to me. Yes. And I think what a lot of people don't know about, you know, a chiropractor's education is you spend, I think it's four years, right? In chiropractic school. Three and a third. Three and a third. <laughs> the okay. one that I went to in Iowa. Yeah. And, and in that time, you actually study the anatomy and physio- physiology just as medical doctors do when they go to med school, right? 
It's similar but different because we don't do pharmacology or surgery. We do, you know, drug prescriptions. We do more musculoskeletal study. Yes, yes. Um, but you have the same understanding of like the intricacies of the human body and how it works, right? You're just well, philosophically, it's it's it seems a little different. I think it's different because it's more like problem, certain symptom, give it medication or figure it out as opposed to looking at the whole body and seeing if their whole body is functioning and see if it needs some structural correction or you need to remove something from this body or add something to have it function 100%. Right, if right. You- and- and chiropractic also includes other kinds, it can include, right, other kinds of modalities, like, you you know, you might use nutrition, supplements, or work with people around um, diet, because because allergies, you know, can play a role, food sensitivities can play a role, in, you know, in the body's well-being as well, right? So it's much more comprehensive, it seems. Well, it was like my experience of chiropractors, which was sort of medical doctors gave up on me for a number of conditions. I was one of those people that was sick all the time before I even had the car accident. And I was like, why am I sick all the time and no one else is? And and I was very like slouchy. And then I got, anyway. So the chiropractors are the one that gave me the information, even if it wasn't just the adjustments they did, they gave me books or resources that actually helped me heal my body. Mm-hmm. So, and the medical doctors were like, we don't know what to do. I mean, I had five people say that to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I chiropractors talk to me about nutrition or emotion or whatever it was. And it began to change my body. Yes. Yes. My, myself too, you know, I have the Lyme disease for me and, and Western medicine couldn't even give me a, a proper diagnosis. It was my chiropractor who first started muscle testing with me. Um, and I realized there were, you know, he realized there was more going on than just, you know, I have some vertebrae out of alignment. Um, and he started me with supplements and nutrition and really put me on my whole path to alternative healing. It started with chiropractic. Um, and you had mentioned applied kinesiology. I actually want to talk about that because it is such a big part of what I think most chiropractors use the muscle testing applied kinesiology in their practice or they don't. No, most chiropractors will go with palpation, some with x-ray to see where your joints are misaligned, you know, where it's supposed to be blind and it's like crooked yeah. and raining. And so they will go with mostly their hands actually and uh-huh. other tests that we do. Not, you know, in California, I think only about 20% of chiropractors have their x-ray license. This is one of the states where you require a separate license, not just what we learn at school. Most of those states don't, you don't need to take extra stuff to do x-rays, but in this, so a lot of chiropractors don't use those support techniques as the sport information that we use. Applied kinesiology is a beautiful way to ask the body a question yeah. because people might have a point of view about what's going on in their body. I have pain and it's wrong and bad, or I'm wrong and bad, or my posture is wrong and bad. Whereas the body will just talk to me. It doesn't really have a point of view. It will give me the information very cleanly. Yeah. I mean, I and love so, kinesiology. So how does it work? Tell us more about what, because people have maybe have heard of this. Muscle testing is the more informal kind of name for it, annual muscle testing. But what 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 exactly is applied kinesiology? How does it work? Well, we learn how to, in applied kinesiology, you learn how to test all the muscles in the body. And then you can see if one is weak, not like, not like say this is my anterior delt. If it's weak and not functioning 100%, I could check, is there a nutrition support I need? Do I have an emotion? is a bone out of place. Oh, it is, you know, or, and I can use that to ascertain what to do next with a patient or if it's an allergy, there's different points in the body that are based on acupuncture mostly Mm -hmm. and acupressure that smart people came up with years ago. Basically, if something is weak and not functioning hundred percent, what do I need to do or change in this body to have it function better? And it's, it's often structure, but not always. 
like to right. take a pinch nerve because a pinch nerve is like wiring going down my arm. If I have a pinch nerve right here, which goes down your arm, that nerve supply is like on a dimmer switch. So like it's the body, the muscle gets stiff, tight and weak and can't function hundred percent. If you unpinch this nerve, it, sorry, by lining those joints up, it comes back up strong. My thought is everything being strong is better. <laughs> so yes, of course. So what does that mean then? If a, if a nerve is getting pinched or, or you know, impinged on, cause there's maybe inflammation or whatever it is, the bone is out of whack, whatever. What does that, what impact does that have on a person's body, especially over time, if it's not addressed? Good question. There's two different things. One, like in the case of a joint, which is a bone and then a soft cartilage cushion sits in between it like this. And then another bone on top of it, they should move like this as you're like doing your yoga or you're going for your walk. And if for some reason this joint gets too loose and sloppy from an injury, like, and then it sits in a funny position, it will grind away that cartilage, which that's not awesome in general, but there's also a little nerve sitting out of here, comes out of your spinal cord. So that nerve, and I always hate to do this image, that nerve gets pinched though. And when that nerve supply gets pinched or there's bad feedback there, whatever that flow of 100% of information and strength and power and whatever it is gets dimmed. Say it's 50% of what it should be, but that's going to your, like say that's a nerve going to your gallbladder, like going into your, your gallbladder's in here and it's dimmed 50%, then your body can't excrete bile to break down fats. If it's going to your thyroid, your body can't, possibly make the hormones or have the function. People will put on weight, have trouble with skin, hair, and nails, throw all their hormones off. Like wherever that wiring goes, it's either all the way up or it's dim. Mm -hmm. The thing is that loose injured joint will grow arthritis over time. And that further blocks those holes of that nerve working. And then people get, they say, I feel like I'm getting old to me. And sometimes they're like 40 or 20, or they'll be 22 with chronic pain. And I said, I don't think you're old. I think you have a pinch nerve <laughs> or five pinch nerves. And then you adjust them and they go, oh my God, I feel young. And I feel, I feel happy again. I mean, some people just start laughing when you adjust them because their body hasn't felt happy in years because of those pinch nerves. So I think it makes me sad that people don't know that a pinch nerve is a mechanical problem that has a mechanical solution of lining those joints back up. Right. Sorry, and I went off track from a play. No, 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 this is great. And, and also pain that the idea that that um where the pain is located is not actually necessarily where the issue lies right like i've had car you know car accident and um i get pain in i've had pain in my wrist or pain right more recently you know um down here in my like pinky and things and and in working with you because i work with you as my chiropractor i you you you're actually dealing with what's going on in my neck vertebrae but I'm feeling the effect down here, right? So we have this whole idea, you know, people don't realize that like it could the pain could be anywhere in your body, but the origin of it might be somewhere in your spine because of I think what you're saying. Yes. Yes. And mechanical compression, I I, I said to people before, no one if you had a like a, a knife sticking out of my hand and I was like, oh, there's pain, I would be able to see why there was pain. I would know that knife removal would be a good solution and letting that heal whatever it needed stitches or something. Whereas if somebody has pain, like this mechanical pressure that's causing a problem in an area of their spine, their body, they really don't know. And they sort of go, they feel confused, scared. They go, they feel wrong if they have chronic pain, things like that. When really it's a mechanical problem a lot of the time. Like there's just literally a pinched nerve somewhere. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it's this stigma of pain, almost or chronic pain that comes from like, Hey, maybe you need to unpinch those nerves. Like right. maybe just get your spine aligned and you're not wrong. You know, like, so to me, like if it, if people really understood how your spine works, they'd be like, Oh God, I got to take care of my spine, you know, more than my teeth or my face or something like that. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, wow, I want to be able to function hundred percent for the rest of my life. Right. So let's talk about mental health then and how that factors in, right? So if somebody has, let's say, depression, anxiety, trauma, this is what I you know, most often see in working with clients, what they're coming in with, um, how would you as a chiropractor look at that and what might be some of the things going on with a person's body that may even explain, like maybe it isn't even a mental health thing in their head. Maybe there's a, some other body-based issue or imbalance of some sort. My thought always is check the spine first, basically, because if it's mechanical, then talking about it for a while doesn't help. But if it is based on trauma that needs to be processed, that seems like a great solution to talk about it and work it out, do some sort of clearing or whatever psychology would do. Like you're brilliant at what you do. So, um, but I have so many patients that like we, we deal, we align your whole spine from the top bone. And imagine if I'm like this and my head is stuck like this. And it creates like a whole postural distortion, like, cause I got injured into this and then I live my whole life like this. And I think this is normal, but I have 50% maybe of the function of like my jaws clenched, my I have headaches all the time. I, you know, I, I can't breathe right. Cause back here is tight. That person could feel more depressed in general, just based on their misalignment. Like, and then when they're aligned, they go like this, Oh, like you, Oh, I don't know what you did, but I feel so much better. Like because they're not compressed down like this anymore from their injury. That's bare minimum, but this top bone, it, you know, it's one of the main ones that's like a circle bone. It doesn't have a disc above it or below it. It's not like your other bones in your back and it does most of the turn of your head. When there's an injury or compression here, it leads to depression. Mm-hmm. So, so I have a giant twist up there. So I was chronically depressed till I was like 30. And then when it gets put in place, I'm like, the hills are alive. Like I'm a whole different person where everything seems possible. And even knowing this and being treated for the last 21 years with the kind of chiropractic that I do or longer, um, I can still feel like emotionally dim when I'm out of alignment and happy when I'm not. But I've had people with multiple traumas and when I'm correcting the different misalignments out, they'll start giggling and I'll be like, what is it? They go, I don't know, but I haven't been happy at all since that car accident. And I feel happy for the first time in two years or 20 years or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I think- Good Lord, if someone would just say, hey, get your atlas checked, get your spine checked. Let's see what you can do for this. But also too, like, so depression I find is more the top bone and the whole postural distortion. Whereas there's nerves T2 through four that go to the heart and the lungs right here. Cause like every organ in your body has a specific association with nerve supply. Like there's little wiring that goes to everything. And um, when people have like a scoliotic curvature like your spine's supposed to be straight but say it is like a bend here. It's a little pinched in general right there. And I find they have some level of chronic um, anxiety or depression that they're medicated for for 20 years. And it's helping some, which is awesome. But then I, I go, well, you know, so, and they have a big curve there or something. I go, well, some people that have that, when they get aligned, they feel less anxious when they're in alignment. They're like, oh my God, really? Because they've been looking for a solution that would be like a long-term solution. And then I adjust them to go, doc, I'm actually like way less anxious. Do you think I can go off my meds? And I'm like, well, that's a great conversation to have with your practitioner here's our brochure. It's like, maybe help other people be less depressed or whatever. Um, but 
I've had people that on the table are getting adjusted and they're all like feisty and upset about something. And if the people I'm thinking of always have that like anxious subluxation right there. That's a pinch nerve, it's called a subluxation to chiropractors. Um, and they'll be like, I'll be like, I think it's your pinch nerve. And they'll be like, no, no, no. I have all these reasons to be upset. And then I'll be adjusting them. And they're like, I'm not upset anymore. And they're like, I think it's your soothing personality. And I just laugh because my personality is not soothing. I don't think so. <laughs> my work is, but I'm not. Free. So. As your friend, I might agree with that. <laughs> as, as Adriana said to me once, doctor, she said, I don't think you're a very relaxed person. I was like, I'm probably too excited to be relaxed. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I think it's, I think it's a shame when people don't know they, because they go into a sense of shame, actually, about how their body is functioning or who they think they are based on their mechanical misalignment. Mm -hmm. And I, I wish everybody knew that there might be something else possible for themselves right. based on, Hey, unpinch those nerves. But well, and I think there are other things too. I mean, I would, I would guess um, that like brain fog, that's something that, you know, sometimes my clients complain about is brain. I can't think straight. I can't focus. Or maybe like, even like an ADD, ADHD type of thing. Do you, do you see that in your practice and how can chiropractic help people with that stuff? Yeah. Sorry. I do see that in the mirror, not just my practice, but yes. I mean, I think a lot of us become healers because something helped us change our whole life. You know, uh, I know probably me and you, um, but for sure, I'm sure I'm undiagnosed ADHD. I call it having a good personality and an open mind, <laughs> but I find it so much easier to be focused when I'm in alignment. And when I'm out of alignment, everything just feels harder. I mean, and people just say that to me, oh, God, my life feels so much easier in alignment when I'm out. I'm like a little crankier, a little less, like whatever comes your way, you're more likely to react to it. And so it seems to me like when this bone is kinked, especially there's like a fritz of your whole body. And when it's put in the right place, there's a peace and an ease in your whole body. Mm -hmm. And so you're able to manage whatever comes your way better. But for sure, imagine you have a giant, imagine I took a, like a, and like, like kinked to me, like here, like imagine my brain, I'll be brain fogged, mm -hmm. you know, and my brain and my body can't communicate at all. Basically like this thing's on a dimmer right now. Cause I got a whole body tourniquet basically. And putting that on here, everything begins to communicate and your body begins to have that feedback loop that it was designed to have before you were injured. Mm -hmm. So when you said ADD and did you say something else? After ADHD, ADD, yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure there's a sense of like, I wept, my mentor passed away last year, Bobby Brooks, but um, he was the man that changed my life really because the first time he adjusted me, I wept like a baby because I joked that the lamb stopped screaming, which is a line from Silence of Lambs, but it was the first time that I could remember that peace and ease in my body for, for many years. So many years mm -hmm. that I, don't, I couldn't even, you know, I don't. And so there's a sense of that peace and connection and communion you can have with your body that when it's in a, sorry, my cat is trying to talk to us, but um, <laughs> there's a peace and an ease that comes with having everything here flowing. Mm -hmm. yes. So, yeah. So how do people's, aside from injury, what are other ways that people's um, spines get misaligned? How does that, how, how does that even happen? The original time is usually injury. Like they've done studies next, just don't go backwards without a traumatic whiplash type injury. It's just for some people it's birth. Mm -hmm. I, I have had so many young people come to me that have a scoliosis. Usually they talk about posture and chronic pain. They're like sometimes four, 20 something years old with like four chief complaints that are 10 years old. They've mm -hmm. lived their whole life thinking this is who they are. Um, 
anyway, so, so you start, they have, like, when you have a scoliosis, which is where your spine, like, it's congenital, people are born with it most of the time. Yes, I have that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can be injured into something more, like, you know, because there's usually a, like a, with a scoliosis where it should be straight. And the thing is, once those get injured, those joints are sitting in an angle, wearing away that soft tissue cushion that's like more symmetrical. They're asymmetrically rubbing that. So it's two hard bones with a soft cushion. So they'll wear it out more quickly. So a lot of people that have that have more symptoms earlier and more degenerative disc disease, which is another word for arthritis or when the subluxations that we're talking about the pinch nerves advance and degenerate. But my back looks probably 20 my low back, especially because, I mean, I filmed it when I had pain a couple of years ago and I got an MRI and my radiologist was like, you don't have any arthritis. So I was like, I know, but I've been in alignment since I was 26. Yeah. So what is, so for the people who've never had chiropractic, you know, what, what exactly does treatment entail? Does this mean I'm going to be like having to do this the rest of my life? Is it for like a period of time? How does that work? I think you can choose whatever you want with that. But my thought is if there's a injured joint that's unstable and when you're out of alignment, it grinds and grows arthritis, that an intelligent, brilliant future choice is to line it up and keep it lined up for your whole life. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, to my mind, there's no reason to have things not function 100% in your body. People will have reasons like time, money, energy, but they're gonna have more of all those things basically if they heal their body and then keep it healed for their life. So it's kind of like when people talk to me about, do they still need to floss and brush their teeth and go to the bathroom and go to sleep and eat food and go to the gym? Like all those things are very nurturing for your body. This is just one more thing that most people don't know about. I mean, I think I read somewhere that it was like eight or 11% of people see a chiropractor, but how many are misaligned? How many are hurting? How many don't have to? Well, also too, I just want to look at the other direction. How does mental health affect our bodies? Like, I know that if I'm like really stressed out and I'm like clenching and, you know, and I have a lot of emotional stuff going on, I'm imagining that that also might um, affect the alignment and, and, and take some things out of alignment if I'm dealing with that kind of stress or anxiety or whatever it is, right? It will recreate your misalignment almost. And the thing is, you have to look at what you're energetically congruent. If you're not actually energetically congruent with having your life be easy and pain-free, on some level, you're comfortable, comfortably uncomfortable with the situation you're in. Um, so so the one thing I'd say is, I, I'm like a armchair sociologist, so I watch everything. And I, I remember this girl, she would never hold her alignments. She fell in love, she held her alignment. It was like the first time she held her alignment. She held it for like a month or two. And I had another person that truly, she was such a victim in her relationship. She was so abused in her life and with her husband. And the moment she decided to get divorced, literally she held her alignment for three months after that, like solid. And there was like an emotional choice that each one of those people made that was much more congruent with having a body that had ease. Yes. And I thought it was funny that one was falling in love and the other one was getting divorced. So right. Right. like someone gets rid of the job that they hate and they, they hold their alignment. Somebody gets, chooses something else kind of like, cause those are basically choices that are kinder for your whole life. Well, even going on vacation, I've learned yes. that when I go on vacation and I'm away from kind of the day-to-day -day stressors of my life, um, I, I, I've noticed that I'm holding my alignment better or I don't have the pain, like the, what kind of has become some chronic pain for me with this neck injury, um, you know, tends to go away when I'm not, and if I'm stressed, <laughs> it tends to feel worse, right? 
Yes, I had a woman, but it even works for people that are retired, by the way. It's not just work or what someone comes back to, it's your life and however you've created it. And you can create something else now. Like yes. once you look at it and go, huh, would I like to create something else, you know? Um, so I had a lady that was retired and this lady was like bent over like this and she would get like this. So she was very excited about that because she didn't want surgery. But I remember she went away to Panama on like a cruise for two weeks and she came back holding her alignment. It was the only time she ever heard. Now she's retired, like 70 years old. So it's not like she was going to work, not like she was raising kids, not like anything else. She was just out of her normal routine and excited and enthusiastic to be on an adventure. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, what did people look like at, at everything? Like it was an adventure, like going to work today is like an adventure, you know? Right. right. So this brings in then the emotional piece, which I think, again, you know, people don't realize that some chiropractors are actually working with emotions as well. You learned a modality that I also learned called NET, neuroemotional technique. Um, and we actually had Dr. Scott as one of the guests on the podcast earlier on. Awesome. Tell us about like, you know, how you were drawn to that and how you incorporate some of that into your practice. Well, my parents, my mom and my stepdad are both psychologists. And, I, you know, so I had, I had already been experienced that because of abuse and divorce and whatever. And um, so... And then with, I went to an NET doctor and like everything changed really fast. Like points of view I'd held for years, I would have like a stimulus occur and I would no longer go like, I'd be like, and I felt a freedom that I never felt with anything else. So I fell in love with NET. It's the reason I became a chiropractor originally because that guy got me off the foods I was allergic to help me change my point of view basically about me, about what was possible for me, all of that. Um, and introduced me to muscle testing and like cranial adjusting and things like that that were more interesting to me than regular adjusting was to me, you know? And, uh, and then at, at chiropractic college, I fell in love with NUCA. But so I like weaving it all together. You know, I can't help but do all the things because if someone is in pain for an emotional reason, like all the structural work in the world isn't going to change it. If, and if somebody is in pain for a structural reason, the all the emotional work in the world might make them feel better, but they might still have an injured joint that needs stabilization or they're going to have a problem in the future. That's often when I've, um, you know, I've worked with clients who let's say have depression or whatever their issue is. And I've tried every tool in the book, you know, and yeah, one is, do they want to change it? Of course you have to look at that, but when they really do want to change it, but it isn't changing with the tools, that's when I might suggest even just getting a regular um, workup from their doctor to check their blood levels of things, right? People can be depleted with their, with their thyroid, with their adrenals, with whatever. And that's going to look like yeah. depression, yeah, right? Absolutely. And you address that also, but through a more natural way, like through the use of supplements, right? You incorporate some of that into your practice as well. I know I get some supplements from you. How does that help? How, what's the nutritional piece, right? We have an emotional piece, and then we also have a nutritional piece. What role does that play in all of this? Some bodies just need support that way. And my thought is always like, what do they need? What does this body need to heal? And for like, obviously the being the person too, but it's their body that needs the healing. Sometimes it needs more B vitamins. It needs fish oil. It needs something else, you know? So we just ask the body. I mean, there's all these different points to use and muscle testing because just because fish oil is good for you doesn't mean that the kind you brought it like Costco is good for you. Although a few bodies test for that thing is most fish oil should be refrigerated. So yours, if it's rancid, you know what I mean? It needs cofactors. So I learned all that stuff, but to me, all those nutritions are energy. It's the energy that body is asking for, whether it's decompression, like not, we don't do spinal decompression, but we do decompress the body <laughs> and like of its pinched nerves. Woo. 
And so it's adding in the energies that they need, whether it's like lubrication from like good oils or whether it's like a missing B vitamin because their body can't something or they're like a maybe only eat meat or don't eat enough vegetables or only vegetarian, like they're missing something, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Their body will tell us what it needs, which I think is brilliant because the person may have a point of view about it. Well, and as you know, well, also this applies to the foods that we eat um, yeah. and how people can have points of view about what is or isn't good for them. And sometimes what we think, you know, like our bodies might want something different than the nutrition we're actually giving it. So what happens when someone's feeding their body foods that it actually doesn't like or want? Well, my thoughts would be they'd have gas bloating, gastrointestinal put on extra weight and feel yucky. So, I mean, I think that uh, most people are not in question about what, what they put in their body or how much they put in their body. Like, I know I'm still looking at sometimes where if something is delicious, I'll eat more of it than my body wants. And it will tell me. Yeah. I might burp. So, so, you know, and it's sort of saying, Hey dude, I was done a minute ago. Just listen, you know, right. so that's the way your body can communicate with you. It can be as simple as whatever happens with your digestive, you know, process there. I think it's, if you don't have a lot of energy, my thoughts are, it's your point of view, your, whatever you're feeding this, your body, your machine, because this is like a machine and we have one of these, this lifetime, whatever your belief system is, you can have one life or more than one life, but this is what you got. <laughs> How are you going to be kind to it and nurture it and really learn to listen to it and give it whatever it needs with no point of view. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think that is definitely outside the realm of most people's reality. They don't see it that way at all. Um, they maybe, I, I know people who definitely take better care of their cars than they do of their body. They say right. the average person has 27 cars in a lifetime. How many bodies? Mm, interesting. 27. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like not I've that. Had, I've had a bunch of them actually, cause I had some beaters <laughs> when I was young, but, um, you know, before I was, but, uh, yeah, the kindness we could be to our body. It's a whole different world. Yeah. And that actually with the food that it, it actually, if you are eating in a way that your body isn't nurturing to your body, that actually can create misalignment as well. Right. In the spine. Yeah. And so actually, because the, the, or so again, the wiring of the spine and how it works similar to people that smoke, if their body doesn't want it, the lung, so the lung uh, nerves are going to pop the bones out of place. It's called a viscerosomatic instead of somatovisceral. It's your viscera, your organs. You're doing something, putting something in your organs it doesn't like, so your body will pop those bones into misalignment and you'll feel a pinch at some point or just tension or stiffness. And so it is your body saying, stop smoking or don't eat that because it's the nerves lower, these ones down in here that go to your all your digestive, like uh, gallbladder, Liver and stomach are the same nerve supply and kidneys, like it's, but it's mostly you'll, you'll get the gas and the bloating and whatever of like you put something in your body has an instant response. It could have a bacteria that, or, or candida or something that's imbalanced that you have to like look at, hey, did something grow somewhere that we need to sort out? But if you don't have that, then it's literally just your body doesn't want what you put in there. Because yeah. people that um, I have, I, I don't know how to say this, I've had food allergies at different times. And so I tend to just not eat some foods that make me feel yucky or too full, you know? But when I used to eat some of them, my body made like, last time I ate gluten and I don't mean to tell other people like gluten's bad or whatever, it's whatever it is for your body. Um, but I ate like a sausage with a mustard on it somewhere at somebody's house. And I went, instantly I went, I ate gluten because my neck got stiff. And that's how my body used to tell me that 
you eat gluten. And I was like, but I didn't, I ate like a sausage and mustard in my head. Mustard didn't have gluten in it. And I looked at the container and the mustard had gluten in it. And so for two hours driving home, cause I didn't have the remedy that I would used to have to use my neck hurt. And I thought that's funny. Like, I don't know why it's telling me that, but I just thought it's pretty clear. It's so intricate, right? And it's all connected. I think this, you know, people don't understand that your your mind, your body, your spirit, like emotions, all of it. It's like, it's all, to me, it's all energy, right? Yes. And that's really the work that we're doing is energetic work fundamentally. Um, so, so in terms of for the, again, for those who don't know a whole lot about chiropractic, there are many different ways of, right? Uh, like, um, I've heard even hundreds of different chiropractic it's over styles. 200. Yeah, it's over, over 200. 200. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you do something called nuca, which is different than, you know, what do they call the crack, you know, the spine crackers, you know, like uh, it's not work. There's like something kind of dramatic, like what a lot of other chiropractic um, specialties are. Tell us more about nuca and how it's, it, it's a lot more gentle, I think, than some of the other ones. Yeah, my favorite thing about it is it's gentle, but it's way more powerful if it's done appropriate. If it's done well, it's it's very powerful because the thing that creates all the other subluxations on some level is the one-sided contraction of your spine. One side will contract when your head's knocked off. It's just there's four parts of your brain that run this one thing, the vestibulospinal tract. It goes and it makes a short-looking leg. So normal chiropractor will adjust your low back somewhere in your middle back and in your neck, lower and upper maybe, because those are the most common areas where the spine gets injured, just the nature of how we're designed as beings. And so Nuka, by taking the head and bringing it on straight, very gently and powerfully at one of 10,000 calculated angles with a gentle pressure right here, it'll bring your body back up on top of you in a different way and turn everything on at once. Because I studied the applied kinesiology and the crane, like all that other stuff, I like knowing that when I'm done adjusting somebody, if I've done it well, everything turns back on. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the fact that when I got adjusted the other way, like they could adjust me 10 more times in the next half hour and it would still be out of alignment. I think that work does incredible things for so many people. Like it really does. It's life-changing. It was life-changing for me and so many other people. I just found that the Nuka chiropractic, I was able to hold alignment sometimes for up to a year to five years where I didn't need to get an adjustment. I just needed to mod- uh, monitor the correction, you know, and that to me was like a miracle to not need to get adjusted and to feel spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, when I used to have fibromyalgia, so I used to have chronic pain, like a lot of it. So to be free of that and to more than that, but it was to feel happy actually for me is to be happiness that I am when I'm alignment. Well, and you essentially cured yourself of that fibromyalgia too, right? Well, I certainly had help, lovely chiropractors and people like yourself that helped me tons in different ways. I had so many people help me along the way, but I was voracious and committed to feeling good in my body again. Like I just kept going when people would say weird stuff to me, I'd be like, no, what else is possible? No, what else is possible? Who can help me with this? Who can help me with this? And we practice Nuka spinal care, but we also are one of the rare offices that films your entire spine and looks at the pre and post x-rays before and after and make sure that if everything can move into a better, more aligned position that we've done it and then maintain it there. It is like, put it like I got uh, Invisalign like a couple of years ago. And they show you like a before and after what your teeth are going to look like. And they tray you up until like you turn into that, you know, but then she had to do refinements on one of my teeth. So it is, we sometimes have to do refinements to make sure that everything is moving into a better position. 
And that's like, no one else does that that I know of. So other than me. Oh, it's really scientific, actually, to me, it seems. You're taking x-rays and then you're calculating what angle, like, do I need to apply this pressure? And it's a very gentle pressure. I mean, to me, it feels like a like a cat, like just like kind of doing a little paw thing on your neck. It's very gentle. But in doing that, you are moving the bone at some specific angle that's going to get the whole thing to go in straight. And I have felt when you adjust here at that top C1, I've have I've also felt it the other way when something goes out of whack and then click, 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 everything either goes into alignment or goes out of alignment, like all the way down to my ankles and feet. It's really fascinating. And most people just aren't even, most people are so in their heads all the time. They don't even, they're like cut off from the neck down. They don't, they don't even know what their body is doing. But when you become more aware of what's happening with your body, I mean, it can be such a tremendous gift because so much of even what we think, like I actually did an intro, just we'll bring in the access piece here last, lastly. Um, you know, I was doing an introduction in, in your office to some uh, of access consciousness. And I remember somebody saying, oh, this pain in my neck. And, you know, she'd come to the conclusion that it must be because of this car accident that I was in. And I asked her a question, who does it belong to? And that totally opened up her universe to realize that actually, yes, I did have that injury and maybe there's still something, you know, misaligned there, but this pain in this moment is actually coming from something I have to, an energy I've taken on from someone else. So can you lastly talk a little bit about your work with access and how that has come into your practice? Um, access consciousness, I'm in love with it. Um, the empowering part of it, that it really empowers people to be aware and aware of their body is like one of my favorite things or aware of what's possible for them, their life, their body, and the ability to ask questions. I think it's made my practice so much more fun because I'm in question all the time. Like I'm just being with the body and I'm asking all the time, like what's possible here, what's possible here. And I just move um, very fluidly most of the time through like smoothing everything, like putting everything in the right spot. I'm talking to their body in such a way. And I have to say coming from the background I did that would have not even seemed much like a possibility that you could like be sort of communing and moving and talking to someone's body um, is like a bizarre concept to me. And yet it's like what I do all day where I take people's bodies that are injured and misaligned and their points of view about all of it and help their body function and turn everything back on and flow it back into the place where it really wants to be is like a miracle. But if they're not congruent with having more ease, more joy, more peace, more space in their body. It's a lot harder to adjust somebody with that. I'll just say that if they have a point of view of that they're broken or a point of view of that they're bad and wrong somehow, any old points of view. And I did a history on one lady once and I just remember going, what's different about her? She had like four chief complaints after a car accident. And I was like, what is it? She's so different. And for six months, I asked myself, what was it that made this woman so different? She didn't have a judgment of the pain she was in. Mm. She had no judgment of pain in her body. And because of that, it all went away so fast. And I thought, what if no one had judgment of the pain they had of their body mm -hmm. or of any part of themselves? But, yeah. you know, like if people didn't have any judgment, would they even have pain? Right. Could still align them, but. Uh, I think unless they had just like fallen and broken their leg, they probably <laughs> would not. Right. Unless they yes. had an acute injury. Um, and that's what I've learned through all these years of chiropractic is that if there's still pain in some part of the body that should have like would normally have healed by now, there's something else going on. I noticed that when when I would get achy at injury sites, it wasn't 
that the injury was flared up or something. Um, it was oftentimes that there was an emotional thing going on and the motion and like my body was trying to tell me that and it was trying to get my attention through that sensation of pain. But really it was about some other thing that NET and then later access for myself also helped me to then ask more questions to get at, okay, well, what is, what are you, what are you trying to tell me body and what do you need and what can I, how can I change this, you know, with you? Well, you know, it's so funny. You reminded me of this lovely woman that I had years ago that she'd had sciatica on and off and then it all went away for years. And all of a sudden her sciatica was flared up. She could barely walk. I'm not being funny about this, but the story ultimately is sort of humorous. She, I said, it comes up like it's emotional. Like when I was doing all the muscle testing and everything, I was like, is anything going on? And she was like, well, we, I don't want to move into my mother-in-law's house. And this woman was probably 67. She goes, I don't want to move into my mother-in-law's house. And I go, oh, well, maybe don't move. And she goes, well, I already did. And I was like, well, maybe then at least choose it because you've already chosen it. And the pain went away instantly and never came back. And she had spinal degeneration and, you know, all the things that would make it so that joint could actually hurt. But in that case, that was an example of her point of view, literally, like she was so in resistance. She didn't want to live with her mom, mother-in-law, but she'd already moved in. And the moment she actually chose what she'd chosen, the pain went away. Wow. So I just remember going... I think people are fascinating, you know, and working with people and their bodies is fascinating. Yeah. Oh, such wonderful stuff. Uh, Christina, if people want to find out more about you and your practice, um, how can they do that? Where they can, where can they find you? I'm Healthy Life Chiropractic in San Francisco on Clement Street, which is the cutest little neighborhood. And HealthyLifeSF is our website.com. And then my access consciousness for private sessions and classes is um, drchristinameekham.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Any final thoughts you have for us? No, you're just lovely. Thank you for changing my life. Aw, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities. If you like this show, please click like, share, comment. Let's get these tools and this information out there in the hands of more people who might be seeking and not knowing what it is they're seeking for. Um, there can be healing. There can be happier. Uh, you can have happiness in your life. Um, you don't have to keep suffering with whatever it is that's holding you back or limiting you in any way. Um, so please tune in next time for another episode. Thank you, Christina. And see you next time. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. This has been Dr. Adriana Popescu. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe and share with others. To find out more about me, my guests, and more, please visit my website at adrianapopescu.org. See you next time.